Hello, and welcome to Talk To Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive Behavioral Health for Providence, Oregon, and Chief Clinical Officer for Work To Be Well. Today's podcast is a bit different from our normal conversations, but equally important. We're focusing on forms of self-care, and specifically today, we're going to talk about skincare and its effect on our mental health. Joining me in this discussion are two members of Work To Be Well's National Student Advisory Council. Now, as a reminder, the information provided on this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not intended, nor it is implied, to be a substitute for professional medical advice. I also want to put a little extra out there and say, none of the products that we're going to talk about, we've, we've not been paid to endorse anything, we're not endorsing anything, and uh, you know, we're just talking about what we do, what we use, and what works for us today. Okay, let's get started by having each of you introduce yourself, where you're from, and why does this topic matter to you? Melissa, do you want to kick us off? Sure, I'd love to. Hi, everybody. My name is Melissa Chavney. I'm currently a senior at Bellevue High School in Washington State. And I'm really passionate about this topic because I love all things skincare as well as all things like makeup and just like beauty in general. So as soon as I heard that Talk To Be Well was doing a skincare special, I was like, I want to be there. So I'm really excited just to like talk about everything in the world of skincare. Awesome. Emily, how about you? Hi, I'm Emily and I'm from Sherwood, Oregon and I'm a senior. And this topic's important to me because I actually work at a spa as a spa concierge. And so I'm exposed to skincare like every day. And so I always utilize it as a form of self-care. And I think it's really important. Well, I'm excited to join this topic too, because I'm a big devotee of skincare as part of self-care, as part of mental health. I've been doing skincare myself since I was in my teens. I had a really good friend who, uh, got me going on my skincare routine when I was just 15 years old. And she taught me two really, really important things. Eye cream matters and always take off your mascara and your makeup before you go to bed. So since I'm 15 years old, I would say that probably 99.95% of the time, I always take off my makeup before I go to bed. Very few times have I not. And I always put on eye cream in the morning and at night and she had another good tip for me, and that was always to buy what I could afford because skincare should be affordable. It shouldn't be something that you have to buy the million dollar product. There's a lot of great stuff out there that's super duper affordable. So I could talk more about my skincare routine, but I want to hear about your skincare routines too. Um, who wants to kick us off? Um, I can go first. So Basically with my skincare routine and my journey, I guess. So I have always had very dry and sensitive skin. Um, I have like eczema, um, psoriasis, things like that. And so when I like first got into skincare, which happened in the beginning of high school, I was obsessed with the idea of like trying new products, like trying every serum possible, every like moisturizer that existed. So at one point I had built up like this very long like skincare routine, like this repertoire of skincare products that I would use. But Recently, um, I learned that using a lot of those products actually resulted in my skin to act up and for it to become more sensitive. So basically, I learned that I kind of needed to cut back. So now my skincare routine is a lot shorter, more concise, and it only consists of a cleanser. Um, 
and then moisturizer and then SPF. So it's very short, but I found that it just works better for me as someone who has like sensitive dry skin. But the thing about skincare is that so many different things work for different people. So it really does take time to learn what works best for you. So for someone else, maybe a longer routine like is best for them. So I just think that's really cool about skincare. Um, for me, I've always had acne prone skin, which is like really taken like a hit on my self confidence a lot. And so like forming a skincare routine can almost be like frustrating if something doesn't work, or like if I can't find things that help my skin. And so like, I used to start out with like doing a bunch of clay masks and like trying to dry up my skin and using all these different spot treatments. And that just made it so, so much worse. And so recently, I've just tried to, to like nourish my skin and hydrate it more. And just like, not stress so much about it because I feel like when I stress out more about my skin it just gets worse and so just like doing a basic cleanser moisturizer maybe like a toner sometimes and just like a mask every other few days like really helps me I think and it makes me feel less stressed about like having to maintain a like consistent routine every single day see I, I agree with you I think when when it gets really super complicated skin acts up and I know that that happens for me too and I I tend to, um, I probably change it up every couple of years, but right now I'm really into skin oils because, uh, you know, I'm a little older and my skin's starting to get a little drier. So I'm a big fan, especially at night, of some of the different types of oils that are really, really heavily nourishing. And I found those to be something that, that have really worked well for me. But in the morning, it's a nice toner and moisturizer and SPF. Don't forget your SPF. That's a really good thing. And I've been really into the serum lately, just one serum, but uh, the serum lately that is collagen. Because again, I'm older, <laughs> so collagen matters to me, but uh, always at night, don't forget, wash it all off before you go to bed. And I use uh, like an oil base and, and things like that at night. What are some of your favorite skincare products and things that you use and why don't we start in like the moisturizers and then we can work into some of the other stuff. What do you use? So recently, um, ever since my like eczema and psoriasis returned and when I needed to like cut back my skincare routine and focus on like simple things, um, I discovered this Cetaphil like eczema moisturizer that honestly has worked really well for me when it comes to moisturizer my preference is that I actually like like it to be a little bit thicker a little bit greasier and everything because I really like it when I can feel the hydration it feels like my skin is like drinking water it's like a really nice feeling to me but I know some people don't like that and they like something that can like absorb quicker but that the Cetaphil one is a little bit greasier it's a little bit thicker which I personally like I just really like any product that makes me feel hydrated as I feel like that's just what makes my skin feel happier and just more alive Right now, since I have more acne-prone skin, like I said, um, finding, like, thinner moisturizers has always helped me because it's, like, so hard with moisturizers because I can try something and it'll break me out and I'm not sure if it's that product or a different product. And so I'm just trying to, trying to stick to, like, thinner moisturizers. So, like, I've tried gel-based ones in the past, but right now I'm using um, a Burt's Bees one, like, sensitive skin moisturizer. It's, like, really, really light. And I feel like it doesn't really break me out at all. And I can use it day and night. So I really like that one. Those are both really good products. And they're and they're pretty affordable. I mean, they fall into that category of things that are really solid and from well-known brands. Um, I've been kind of partial lately to, I like samples, right? And sometimes when you work with like um, 
Ulta or Sephora. They're really big on samples. And, and I like to try some of the new things that come out. One of the interesting things I tried was by a producer called Drunk Elephant. Of all crazy things, Drunk Elephant. But they have a really great oil that I'm quite fond of. It's uh, I'll have to grab it and remind remind myself what it is. But I really like those types of things. What about things like face masks? Do you have some go-to face masks? Because is it sheet masks? Is it clay masks? Or do you mix, mix it up? What do you do? Personally, I am not the person to go to when it comes to face masks. I'm, this might be very controversial. Anytime I've used a skin, a face mask, it just has not like worked for me. I always go into them thinking that this is just going to change my skin, but then I take it off and I'm like, well, I look the same. It is nice. And it's really nice for like a little spotty with the girls or stuff like that. But um, when it comes to like needing something that will like repair my skin, it's not usually what I turn to. Uh, but I have heard there's a lot of like good ones out there. I think Dr. Dennis Gross, that brand has like a really good collection of sheet masks um, and as well as the cream shop. So there definitely are some options if there are people who do enjoy them. Right now, um, my favorite mask is a chai soy mud mask from Epicurean. Um, I really love chai lattes. And so like just the smell of the mask is like, I don't know, really comforting for me. And it's green, which is my favorite color. So it's like, even if it doesn't work, which I think it works, I just love like the aroma of it and just having it on my face makes me really happy. And I found it through my work. So it's really nice for me to have it be so accessible. And like, I just buy it all the time. You know, I, I, uh, I've used the Tony Moly face masks and keep a lot of those um, around because sometimes it's just fun. You're right. Just to do it. Like when you're having a spa evening or sitting around watching TV with a bunch of friends or something like that, it's just a fun thing to do. But I have three masks that I kind of alternate between one of them is by Peter Thomas Roth. And it's a, it's a pumpkin enzyme mask, which sounds really weird, but pumpkin is so stimulating and you can feel it. It's got a little bit of, um, I don't know if it's pumpkin seed or what it's got in it that's got a little bit of texture. So I like that texture feeling that comes with that. The other one that I really, really have come really fond of is by Kiehl's and it's their turmeric cranberry seed. I'm really into turmeric. I think turmeric has some very interesting qualities, but the, but the cranberry seed tends to slough off dead skin and it does it in a nice way that's not harsh. And I really, really like the Kiehl's one. And then the other one I love is by a little brand called Mad Hippie. And Mad Hippie is just a cute little brand that does, it has like a microdermabrasion facial. I, you know, as, as skin ages, and I think, you know, it's probably true for everybody, those dead skin scales, skin cells sometimes get all caught up in everything. So I really like that feeling of that, getting those dead skin cells off my face. Do either of you use anything that, that is more of that kind of dermabrasion type thing? Um, well, since I work at a spa, my aunt, like, does facials on me all the time. And so, like, sometimes I'll get, like, enzymes or, um, what's it, exfoliation treatments. Um, and she also really likes pumpkins. So at her spa, we have a lot of pumpkin products. So I thought it was funny that you mentioned that because I've had to use a lot of those in the past. For me, uh, I would absolutely love to try those masks that you mentioned. Like anytime you mentioned one, I was like, oh my God, I absolutely need to try that. Um, 
But for me, I have unfortunately not used them, but I have heard a lot of people say that the Paula's Choice exfoliant is really good. I think it has like AHA, AHA, and I've heard a lot of good things about it, which I think products like that are good. They're definitely on the heavier side, so you may not want to use them like every day, but they seem like a really good product for just refreshing your skin and just getting rid of any like dead cells and stuff like that. Always, always a really good thing because I think that's part of that. Also part of that self-care routine is, is that hygiene piece of this and thinking about, you know, you both have come to self-care and come to skincare. There had to be a point where you went, made a decision and went, okay, I'm going to do this. How did you really get into a self-care routine? When did this become important to you and how do you maintain it? Well, for me, like I said, my aunt owns a spa. And so like starting when I was 12 at Christmas, she would get me all these skincare sets. And I was like, what the heck is this? I don't know how to use this. And then she started to explain how to use it. And it was just like really basic, like just a cleanser and a moisturizer. And so I just do that every day. And it was just like a little thing I would do. And then as I started to get older and started to break out more, I started to try to discover other products. And just I've just slowly added those to my routine. So I think that's just how I really came to really like skincare and use it as a form of self-care. I absolutely love that story. Um, for me, I think growing up, even when I was like five, I just loved um, like makeup and skincare. Even if it was designed for kids, I just loved it. I like was a huge like chapstick and lip balm collector. Uh, and I kind of still am, honestly. And so because of that, that kind of like stemmed my interest for like beauty and skincare and all that stuff. So when I became like a teenager and everything um that's when I like really was into like YouTube and watching a lot of like YouTube videos about skincare and about um using skincare as self-care so I learned a lot from that um which I would say that had both like negative and positive effects positive being that I like learned a lot about skincare negative though is that it forced me to like buy and spend a lot of money on like things that some of them ended up not really working for my skin so you know there were some good things and bad things about it but I'm really grateful that like I have been able to adopt a skincare routine that I do regularly because it is really a good way of taking care of myself and it's honestly a part of my day that I look forward to like in the morning I'm just I'm motivated by the idea of like doing my skincare and getting ready for a day and at night I'm like ready to just take off my makeup do um, my nighttime skincare routine and just lie in bed and have a relaxing night it's really fun for me I love that because it kind of it helps with those transitions like getting into your day and getting out of your day there's a ritual aspect to it I think one of the most controversial parts of especially like skincare in young people is blemish control and things like that. Are there products that you use or you would stay away from to deal with blemishes? Are there things like, I mean, back in the day when, when I was your age, there was not a lot, there was Clinique uh, and most people used Clinique and you could get over the counter benzoyl peroxide. And that was about it. And I think it's come a long way since then. There's a lot of different routines. But what are things that you think about for blemish control? And is it even worth it? Um, for me, since I've dealt with acne for a while, um, and it's gotten better since I've been doing um, skincare, um, one thing I would say is just not dry your skin too much. Because I feel like when you have blemishes, you're like, oh, I need to dry them out and get all that stuff out immediately. But you really need to nourish your skin and still take care of it. Because if you don't, it's just going to make the problem worse and cause more problems. And so for me, um, what I've been doing recently is using medical grade skincare because I feel like that works the best for my skin. 
And I usually can see my aunt who's an esthetician or a dermatologist and get those. And some of them are expensive, but some of them not. So it's like, and they usually try to fit them in your price range. So I think that's really helpful if like store brand stuff doesn't work for you to seek out um, an esthetician or a dermatologist for those medical grade stuff is really helpful. That's good advice. I'm personally like 100% with Emily on that one as well. Um, there were a lot of like store brand things that I did try to sort of heal um, a lot of my acne and blemishes. I tried the ordinary salicylic acid for a while and I had, um, it did work for me pretty well at first, but after a while I saw that it actually was activating my eczema and psoriasis and everything. It was drying out my skin. So after that had happened, that's when I like went to a dermatologist and started using medical grade skincare. And those for me personally have worked really, really well. So I would recommend um, seeing a dermatologist esthetician if you are able to, because in my experience, it does help. But I do think that um, there are a lot of store brands that are dermatologist approved um a lot of brands like CeraVe, Cetaphil, La Roche-Posay I think are very like backed by dermatologists so those are also great brands to try out if you're looking for like another type of solution yeah that's really 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 good advice even a one-time consultation with an esthetician can really go a long way to changing how it is that you're doing your skincare um, they're experts for a reason and maybe that's if you're struggling with your skincare routine, that's a really good way to go. Um, also, dermatologists are great. And you're right. They do recommend a lot of really great brands like CeraVe and Cetaphil and some of those types of things. Do you have any hesitations about your skincare routine? Or is there anything? I heard we talked a little bit about cost and, and you can spend a wild amount of money. I was in a mall in Washington, D.C. and I got like accosted by the mall skincare people who are selling the $400 bottle, but trust me, this will change your life. And I'm thinking to myself, probably not. Uh, probably not. It might change yours if I buy it from you, but I'm not sure that it's going to change my life. So what are some of the hesitations that you have with, with uh, skincare? So yeah, skincare and dermatology is uh, definitely a very lucrative field. So a lot of brands try to get you with the marketing and really trying to appeal to certain like consumers and stuff. And for a while in my mall, um, there was this store that tried to sell you like skincare with 24 karat gold in it. And I was like, that that's a little bit sketchy. Like, I don't really know if I believe that. So it's really easy to fall for those traps and everything. I would say other um, things to that I was like really wary of was with social media and everything. Like they always, a lot of influencers do try to persuade you to buy certain products, but I think it's always important to kind of like keep in mind that your skin is very different from other people's skin. So what works for you may not work for others. Um, so it's just important to know your own skin best and try not to fall for all things if possible. That is super good advice. I, I agree with you in there. Emily, what do you think? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing as Melissa. Like there's a lot of trends coming out for skincare and like those might not work for you, especially for me um, with my skin. It's really sensitive and I break out easily. And so like trying new things can also be hard for me as well, because if I find something that I like, it's like I feel like I'll get like really bad anxiety about like trying to change it or if like a product changes formulation or something. It's really hard. So like things like that. Um it depends on your skin and like what your skin needs. So are there any TikTok trends in skincare that you think are totally insane? I know a lot of people 
like go and say, here, you can make your skin mask out of the stuff in your refrigerator. I don't know how I feel about putting mayonnaise on my face. I'm, I'm not sure that I'm down with that. But are there TikTok trends that you think are good or bad? What are your thoughts about those? One trend that for me actually worked for a while was slugging. And that's basically when you take like a very large scoop of like Vaseline or any other petroleum jelly, like Aquaphor or other like similar products. And you just rub like a very thick layer of that all over your face. Um, that was a trend for a while. And I guess it's supposed to help uh, make your skin a little, do- a little more dewy, more moisturizing, things like that. I did try it and it did definitely help hydrate my skin. I do know that a lot of people say that using an excessive amount of like petroleum jelly can clog your pores. So I don't think it's a great long-term solution, but that was a trend for a while. And I had, I guess, a decent experience with it, but yeah, there are definitely some things to be wary of when it comes to that. I know there's also like on social media, there can almost be like fear mongering about skincare. Like if you don't use this product, then like this or that, like stuff like that, especially with like, I feel like like sunscreen recently too. I mean, of course, sunscreen's really important, but like people like say, if you're not using skincare, then you're going to age super fast and this and that. And I feel like that's not helping people want to use that product. It's just making them scared about the side effect. Like, I don't know. It's just like things like that that I don't think are healthy online and it really like perpetuates beauty standards a lot and like not really solving the real problem I guess oh my god Emily I love that you brought that up because there is so much of the topic of like ages and when it comes to skincare there are people that will swear that any product is going to help you look younger and everything and that definitely stems in the issue where a lot of people are afraid to age which is really sad because, you know, aging is a really beautiful thing and a natural part of life. Um, So there's a lot of like toxicity when it comes to that. And like, that's just such a really good point and just something that's really important when it comes to the world of skincare. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is so true. And it, and it happens um, all the time, especially as you get older, people are like, oh, you want this and you want that. But you know, one of the things I've learned over the years is a lot of what happens for my skin happens with what I eat and what I put in my body. And I find that my skin is healthier when I'm being aware of drinking a whole lot of water. If I drink more water, my skin feels better. Am I the only one out there who thinks that? Probably not. But what kind of, how do what is the impact of food and drinking things on your skin? Um, I vividly remember in eighth grade, uh, it was the day after Halloween and the day after like trick or treating. So that's when I like got a bunch of candy. And then I obviously spent the rest of the night just like eating all that good candy, which was very fun. But then I vividly remember waking up the next day with like a very large like blemish pimple uh, near my mouth. And I realized immediately that it was because of the excessive sugar that I consumed. So that's probably the biggest like food related thing that usually happens to my skin. Usually when I eat something that's very high in sugar, like my skin does act up. Um, And, you know, it's really good to, you know, enjoy yourself uh, every once in a while and eat the sweet things that you want. I have a big sweet tooth, so I definitely like to indulge in that. But I do have to, like, keep in mind that my skin is going to be affected by it. For me, it is temporary. Like, I will break out after I eat something sweet, but it does go away after a while. But um, it's just something to to keep in mind of. And I'm definitely with you on that one. That water is really important and good for the skin. Just anything that 
can help your skin hydrate for me at least with dry skin is just really good and something that I will always use. I know that for me when my skin started acting up a lot during COVID um, I started avoiding a lot of food like dairy and like all these different things and it just really limited what I like felt comfortable eating which was not good at all for me I think so I think when we're talking about this it's important to not like I don't know be so anxious about the food you're eating because you think it's going to do this or that to your skin. Like you have to make sure to nourish yourself still. And like, I don't know, take care of yourself. And like what Melissa said, treat yourself because um, you're never really going to know if that's the root of the problem too. Um, so I don't know, just keeping that in mind as well. That's such a good point because the, the reality is for most of us, the things that are going to help us is eating a healthy balanced diet. And that includes treating ourselves because that's part of really good self-care. Good chocolate. Uh, we could do an entire episode on everybody's favorite candy and it would probably be absolutely amazing. We should put a pin in that for another episode because that is part of good mental health. And that's one of the things that I really want us to focus in on. How does skincare help your mental health? What have you found is the benefits of having a routine on your mental health? I think we definitely live in a world where we're really busy um, doing whatever um, external factors tell us to do, whether it is like um, people at our work, people at school, things like that. So there, that leaves a little room for ourselves and little time for ourselves and to just be with ourselves for a while. So I think engaging in a good skincare routine, both in the morning and night, is just a really good period where I, where I am allowed to be with myself and be with my own thoughts. Um and it serves as a good balance between, you know, that side and the other side that, you know, has to keep up with the world and everything like that. So it does serve as a really nice break and it is very relaxing. Um, so that's how I personally found it helping my uh, mental health. For me, I know that skincare really helps with my confidence, like especially when it works. <laughs> but um, also I know it works really well. We talk about like our emotional first aid kit. And so like skincare can be like encompass a lot of those factors, such as like smell and touch, like just the smell or aroma of like the texture of products can really help calm you down at the end of the day and like be really comforting for me at least. Oh, I totally agree with that. When you're thinking about the smells and the feel and the texture and how it makes you feel, but I love that you bring up confidence, having a good, healthy skincare routine helps a lot with confidence. It helps a lot with feeling that, that, you know, when you feel good in your body, it helps you feel better in the rest of the world. And I really, really appreciate that. So for a lot of our listeners, they may not have a skincare routine. They may be a little bit intimidated because there's a lot of things out there. What advice do you have to give folks who may be a little bit scared about starting their own skincare routine? I guess like starting simple, like getting your basics, probably the cleanser and moisturizer, which seems like a lot already because there's so many of those out there. But, you know, just starting out basic, maybe like consulting someone if you're really not sure. Um, but yeah, just like a basic cleanser and moisturizer and sunscreen too, if that's what you want. And then as like you progress, maybe like if you find out more issues, like you do have blemishes or you do have dry skin or something that you want to change in your skin, you can find products specialized for that as well. But I would just say start simple, get a solid routine down, and then you can add from there. 
I totally, totally agree. I think that even when you begin incorporating those simple things like cleanser, moisturizer, and SPF, you do already notice like a huge difference in the appearance of your skin and the health of your skin. So even just having those basic components really does change a lot. Um, I would say like pretty universally out of like a lot of my friends, we all typically use like CeraVe just because I think that's the brand that really got a lot of like um traction during quarantine and everything and it really does work it's a very um like dermatology um proven very effective like skincare line and they do have a lot of things curated for both dry skin and oily skin so it's a really good brand to turn to especially when you're just starting out since it does seem to work for a lot of different people their cleansers are really great that's the one i still use to this day and they even have some really good moisturizers and even more like specific products if you're looking for anything that's more like tailored for your skin type like Emily was talking about. But yeah, definitely those just basic components um, really do help a lot. And especially sunscreen, because we all know sunscreen is really important. Yeah, when you talk about the things that will age very quickly, uh, not wearing sunscreen is one of the more dangerous things that we can do. We've had a lot of great advice today about how to take care of yourself and the importance and how it makes you feel and why this really matters. Melissa and Emily, I wanna thank you for joining me on Talk To Be Well and talking about the topic of skincare, something that we don't traditionally do, but it's so important for our mental health. If you are looking for support with your mental health or any other medical questions, including that referral to that dermatologist, please visit us at providence.org. And for parents, teachers, and students, check us out at Work To Be Well. I am your host, Dr. Robin Henderson. Thank you again for joining us today. This has been Talk to Be Well. Be well, everybody.